Peace, AJ Allen Johns here, Life, Love, and Real Talk. And I have a special guest that's co-hosting with me, Jewel Wilson, uh, one of my fellow social workers. And we are going to be chopping it up about the Black American psyche. Check it out, y'all. AJ Allen Johnson, a place I have a special guest, special co-host with me. I have Jewel Wilson. What's good? Hi, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I, I appreciate you you coming by because um, for one thing, it's hard to get people that want to talk about <laughs> real talk. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, so tell me a little bit about yourself, Jewel. So, I'm originally from New Jersey. Sometimes people catch it, some people don't. It's usually if I say certain things, um, but I will say I've been been in Michigan for seven years, so Mm. my accent's fading a little bit. But I can't say R's, so there you go. Like Q-R-S, can't say. (laughs) What do you say, R? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. just turned 25. 25. Hey. Um, I am a recent graduate from Wayne State with, in, within this uh, Master's of Social Work. That's what mm-hmm. I got. I was in your class. So. Yeah, yeah. Family systems. That yeah. that was that That's was a we, good trip right there. That's how we linked. I'm currently a case manager for Star Vista, which is a CMO here in Wayne County. And I have a dog. That's basically my daughter. Try to do anything that I can as far as like informing other people, having great conversations, and I think I'm a pretty open person to discussion. If you want to hear a podcast, sorry, I don't know if I could do this, but oh no, yeah, go ahead. Check out Candid Convictions. Um, it's available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, all the different platforms. Um, but just some candid moments, candid conversations, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and one thing that uh, I would say that I um, it, it kind of came from left field because I remember our conversations in the classroom, and we and we went back and forth about um, you know about different topics, and I knew even though I, I don't remember exactly what the conversations were, I remember that they were engaging, they were challenging, and, and it and it was. Uh, it was some substance to our conversation. So, and that's why I knew I'm like, okay, like this, this is, this will work. This will work to have her on. And I think it helps because, you know, I don't, when it comes to conversations, I don't try to push buttons. Okay. I take that back. I do like to push buttons, but I'm not like attacking the person. It's always attacking the topic because if I ask a question, it's because I don't understand what you said, or I'm trying to help you see it from my point of view, not saying that I'm right, but I feel like if I feel a certain way, or if I think a certain way, I still deserve recognition because it's just my perspective. It might not be right, or it might not be how you feel. But that's the only way you learn and understand one another. Hey, I dig it. That's that's what I'm on right now. So let's go ahead get uh, dig into it. What we're talking about is the Black American psyche. The Black American psyche. So uh, 
what's what's interesting about blackness blackness is something that uh it's not exclusive all all over the world it is but it kind of it it really targets americans Mm -hmm. probably the most so so given of i guess a definition of what blackness is so so jewel tell me what what would you say black uh being black is I will say this, this is actually a pretty interesting question because, you know, and I can't just say as well, I'm going to use my perspective because I'm a female, uh, yeah. but, you know, growing up as a female and identifying female and things of that sort, you know, girls, we talk about, oh, your hair, you're too dark, you know, all those colors and things, but that's within the black society. You still get those things in America as well. So growing up it's a it was a lot about okay what is my identity what does it mean to be black so now that i'm 25 you know i think i'm finally chiseling and understanding what it means to be black um but that's also because i've been investing and investigating more um reading more books on afro afrocentrism and but then it's like, that's African-American. Is that Black? Do I meet that category? So when you ask that question, I would say, I think Blackness is how each individual identifies it. But I think mm-hmm. on the surface, what connects us is we love our melanin. Like, I'm like, yeah. sun? I need the sun because I want I want that crisp, chocolate, rich chocolate skin. But before, I was... Let me stay in the house because I don't want to get too dark. I don't mm. want to. Mm. Yeah. So that, that's interesting about blackness because blackness, that term hasn't always been. Right. You know, like, so blackness in a lot of cases is associated with um, Negative. A, certain, yeah, a, a certain parts of the civil rights era. So, like, for example, when you think about James Brown had to say, like, I'm black and I'm proud. So at one time, you know, because even before then, he, you know, they were colored and it was Negro and all that stuff. But but it's not like when blackness came around, it was just like, it's just like, yeah, I'm black. You know, when let's just say uh, a decade before that, you know, it, it wouldn't have been as much pride because you had like the, you know, blackness with the Afro and the- But I think you know. it matters who says black. I think when yeah. black people say black, it's prophetic, it's strong, it's mm. honored. But if, if Susan, Karen, we'll use Karen, cause they always talk about Karens. <laughs> <laughs> if Karen picks up the phone and say, I saw a black male running down the street and right. it's a different, that blackness is fearful. Yeah. But I will say from my perspective, and my mom hates when I say this, but like, I want you to fear me because I'm knowledgeable. I know what I'm talking about. So I'm not someone that you can just play with because yeah. I'm gonna stand my ground with my knowledge, obviously, but when I stand on my ground, it's threatening. So it's, it's like I say, it depends on who and yeah. how this is used. 
that that's a that's an interesting point like when it comes to blackness because if you look at blackness you have to look at whiteness and then you have to deal with this idea of race so when we think about race race is kind of a a social construct a construct also that hasn't always been like if you were if you were to go you know let's just say back in uh in biblical times they weren't talking about like were they black and that, that's white Could, because that's the social uh the, the social identity of race is is pretty much a, a new idea like when we talk about america when we when we talk about uh people's identity um you know you talk about culture you talk about nationality you talk about ethnicity you know those expressions that made you of who you are now when you look at race uh now your identity is wrapped around your external actually your skin color literally it yeah. all comes down yeah. to skin and i think yeah. that's crazy we have so many i mean you hear it repeatedly you know we all we're just bones we look the same but we, we would never act the same. I think that's what is different because yes, you could take off our skin and we just be bones, but if we just become bones, then you wipe away different cultures. So I think it's sad that individuals do not, they don't embrace different cultures the way that they could. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's where we as black people we as colored or minorities however you want to phrase it i think that's where we hold on to strength in a way because mm -hmm. we try and we do our best at times to make sure that our culture is constantly practiced and pushed and you know we try to put out positive models but i mean everybody's everybody has a label everybody has a oh this group is known for that this group is known for that so yeah, yeah. So, so one thing about race race i would say and this is my theory jewel mm -hmm. this is my theory <laughs> <laughs> so when we think about race being a new idea in humanity mm -hmm. right um, and the reason why it was it, uh, established and you look at race in the sense of uh, um, um, not a um, anthropologic anthropology type thing you know what I'm saying through human oh there it is hi so you think about race it's just like when you think about blackness, whiteness, there's not a land, there's not a culture, there's not anything connected to it, only a color of skin. And when you think about race, how how race looked in other cultures, like ancient world, is it's social stratification. So it's like slave class, uh like middle class and then you got this high class so like when you think about race in a sense that's kind of 
it it plays a social stratification like so so when you think about black people or african or people of african descent in america they were meant to be the slave class so they weren't really meant to be anything uh beyond that so i'm gonna tell you right now what i think blackness is you ready i'm listening okay i believe blackness and whiteness it's not a culture it is not a um it's not a ethnicity it's not a nationality it is a social political identity so let me say that uh, let me say the reason why i feel that it uh, this is this is uh, what it is because of the fact just just from the uh the ground gristle of this thing you ask just like you said i'm i'm on the same page as you you ask 10 people what it means to be black and they'll give you 10 different answers you feel what I'm saying? And the only thing that they could they could probably agree upon is that we all struggle and we all came, quote unquote, from slavery. Let me ask you this, because uh, uh, Joel, you're very articulate. You're, you're able to communicate. Um, you probably have an even more um, refined dialect than me. I still got a little ghetto in my voice. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's one thing that I like. Let's just let's just be real. I I sound to a certain degree. You can hear it in my voice, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm like, okay, he must he may be black. You feel what I'm saying? And and it's just and, and, and it's just the colloquial, you know, dialect, you know, but, um, but there, uh, you know, uh, there are people who have a very uh, refined um, enunciation. Have you ever been to- uh, told that you sound white? All the time. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because literally last weekend, we went over a friend's house to play cards and eat something and his wife was there and she was like, why are you talking white? And I was like, not, <laughs> this is like, I'm not. Um, mm. I, I got that recently. I used to get it from, so my mom's side of the family is from Georgia. So they're Southern, like Southern, Southern, Southern. Mm-hmm. First grade, I was, stop talking white. Like all the time, like since I was in first grade, I've heard, why do you talk white? oh, you hang out with those white people, you starting to sound like them. And it was really kind of, it was kind of hard because at first I was like, well, how am I supposed to talk besides, you know, what naturally comes out? Um, So, but I think, I think we say that as a society because the ultimate standard that has been set or the mindset or the belief is whiteness is the standard. So if you get educated, you're closer to white. If you talk a certain way, if you articulate your words, you're sounding white, which isn't true. Mm -hmm. You can't sound white. And I think this kind of goes back to 
what you were saying originally about how whiteness and blackness they they really oof, shouldn't even exist because everybody's got their own definitions of it but it's crazy because they exist but they don't exist like right. That, that, I think that's a dichotomy of race is that it actually is not real, mm-hmm. but it's real. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And so that's one thing that I think that we need to, we realize that what makes it real is the implications in society. And when you go out there, you have to recognize those implications and be aware. Yes. But in all actuality, we're all humanity, we're all humans. And in all actually, like when we think about blackness and whiteness, there are white people that are just as lost as black people. They just Mm -hmm. have a little bit more empowered frame of reference to where they don't, they're they're not disempowered by their identity. Right. In, in many cases, black black people can be very disempowered by, by their identity, or they can be empowered by it, but yet it doesn't it it doesn't um, they're not able to utilize that empowerment in mainstream society. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's the hard thing about it. But white folks are just as lost. Some of these white folks, they don't know if they're Irish. They don't know if they're right. you know whatever or so um what empowers like let's just say the arabic uh, arabic americans is that like they came to this country and literally say like no i don't want to be white i like see but at the same time they still retain their communities who are like well i'm yemen or Mm -hmm. i'm chaldean i'm like but for the sake of politics we're going to call ourselves arab americans because of the fact that we want to allocate money for our community. They could be beefing. They could literally be beefing between the uh, religious and uh, nationality and customs and stuff like that. But while we're in America, we're going to call ourselves Arab Americans, even though we come from a certain tribe. We come from a, a certain nation. You know what I'm saying? Nationality. So... So, but it's interesting where, when our identities have been whitewashed, it's like, and the standard is not um, the cultural and legacy significance of a nationality and ethnicity. Um, that, but that's that's crazy that actually being educated and actually being articulate, uh, articulate that's a mindset of some black people and white people is or 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 like or you're looked down upon if you're educated you look down upon if you're articulate you look down upon that you know that you found a way to adapt and i think that's crazy because i'm not losing myself because i'm flexible in different societies Mm -hmm. i'm still the same person and I have a question for you, Alan. Do you yeah. think there's a difference or, hold on, like, do you think that it's right for black people to identify as African-American or should we just be American? But they're not going, I know they're not going to give us a box that just says American because they want to know what kind of American are you? But 
should we push for Black American versus African American, or do you think there's there's uh, you know reason to keep it even if we don't have any strong ties or knowledge of African roots? Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this in class too. So, <laughs> so, so, so what what's interesting about the term African American? Like all of these terms were invented. You know, so so when we think about it, the term African-American period was established to create political, uh, uh, a political identity. Right. So. So when we look at Africa mm-hmm. and our relationship with the continent, let's just see so with the continent with basically all genetic all genetic fabric and and dna from europe asia australia and comes from africa the most genetically diverse continent in the planet now, now that's deep. Now, that, that, that just to, just just to think that we may be. Let's just be real about it. We may be more genetically connected to somebody uh, from Europe than um, than a country in Africa because of the fact the genetic pool is so diverse because all humanity comes from Africa. Mm-hmm to where it's it, it, it it's crazy so i i would say african-american so so let's just let's just get extra extra funky with it mm-hmm. um when you have somebody from nigeria that is so firm in their identity as a nigerian and and not only that as their tri- uh, you know um in their tribe mm-hmm. and them actually some Africans um, look at look at us and despise us, yes. um, and as slave babies and the weaker of uh, the melanin pool. <laughs> that opens up, just like oh, so you calling yourself African or like well, you know what? That may not even have your best in- be in your best interest. So. The reality is, like, when we talk about politically, um, black probably is the better term because of the fact that we don't know where we came from. Mm -hmm. Um, And we know we came maybe through a port, through Ghana or something like that. And Ghana is probably a little bit more, uh, well, they are welcoming to, to black folks because uh, you know they're more sympathetic but everybody in Africa is not you know what I'm saying they look at us as ignorant stupid <laughs> uh, weak you, you, you feel what I'm saying so uh, so I, I would say that to hold on to the identity of Africa really doesn't have our best interests in mind um, black that's what we created right <laughs> we created black literally I, I mean to the point that some people want to be black say it again say it 
again. <laughs> Some people <laughs> want to be black. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, even a lot of Africans want to be black. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, those people of the diaspora is a special people that spread it all over the globe. We are special people. So. So, so yeah, so you talked a little bit, a lot of, uh, you talked a little bit about like uh, investments Mm -hmm. and um, so talk more uh, a little bit about that, about, you know, the importance of, you know, investing differently, investing uh, smarter, uh, you know, things that are more long-term than just uh you know maybe like the mindset of what our money should be used for mm-hmm. uh so come um tell me about that so when you first started asking this question i instantly thought of when people ask for deals from black businesses but then we mm. question why black businesses don't stick around or you know there's so many complaints about black businesses and i think it's rough or we are rough on our own community Mm -hmm. um in a sense that oh i'm not going to support a black business because they're never on time or the prices are too high yada 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 but if a name brand came out with something like oh i'm about to get that i don't care what it costs two paychecks okay i'm gonna make it work but then your friend starts a, a clothing line business tea company and you're like oh you got can i get a deal or you gonna let me try it first before i even this how can we build and restructure a black community without supporting the black community so that speaks that speaks of the mindset of that we don't value the things that come from us you know so that that's that's a real that's a real thing and uh, and it comes from the emotional, the psychological fabric of race and the beliefs that we believe about our uh, about ourselves. Uh, I think that that's probably the the bad compound interest that we see, like you know, from back then to now, is that all of these beliefs that I don't think that we really know are aware of or uh to even call out within ourselves that that really um we don't support each other because we think of ourselves as the uh you know from the pers- uh, the oppressor's perspective mm-hmm. and i think that's tough um, but i think also like it has to start well i can't say it has to but just as i was saying someone can uh find out more about credit or find out about stocks or you know owning businesses and stuff later in life and it's like dang i wish i would have known this sooner yeah. yeah i feel like there's a lot of dang i wish i would have known this sooner moments 
that are just kept with that person. They don't uh. share lessons early on. You might see somebody struggling and it's like, oh, I don't want to get in somebody's business because I don't know how they can take right. it. We're not receptive to a lot of information, which makes it hard sometimes too, because I don't want your problems to become my problem because I told you that, you know, maybe you should do XYZ or I learned from XYZ and now you're going to keep calling me for questions or think that I'm supposed to be the person to guide you through this. Figure it out on your own. You hear that a lot. Figure it out on your own. And I think we could be smarter as a community. I'm not saying, you know, spend your whole life savings in the in the black community and support every business and you burn yourself dry, but we have to get back to the sense of a community. And you know what? And I think I think that's a good point to um, to put a period on that because like so when I think about post civil rights era, you know, um I look at the Mary uh, McLeod Bethune. I look at the W.B. Du Bois. I, I look at the Booker T. Washingtons of the of our people, and I see um, institutions like seeking to seek uh, to establish institutions to educate, to establish ourselves in industry, and like just that mindset in and of itself to say like you know what we're not going to depend on others to educate us we're going to educate us when i think about what instead of actually saying like i'm going to look for somebody give me a job we're going to establish our our footing in the industry for for ourselves and i and i think that that that's what i think that uh we can talk about even further with that that (laughs) but you know what i just want to say i really appreciate you uh uh, stopping by and coming uh coming in and talk with me so we're gonna we're gonna have to keep this going i'm with it i'm with it anytime anytime all right yo yeah aj allen john's life love and real talk and i got my sis jewel with me hey hey (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all have a good one peace